Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard. Well, fine. Good morning. Hopefully everybody's taking advantage of this uh spring-like weather we're having you've either been out you're going out today it's supposed to rain tomorrow but today great day to get out swing those clubs for many of us for the first time we're also very pleased to lucky that you made it back alive from uh la quinta (laughs) i did harold's here he can talk he has a voice (laughs) yeah i had a little struggle down at la quinta it seems like every time i take a vacation I get sick somewhere along the line. So I ended up in the emergency room at JFK in La Quinta, but uh, it was a, a minor hiccup. False alarm? Well, yeah, kind of. I just got a piece of steak, you know, porterhouse. Oh, that's how it is for the my... uh, president of the uh, PGA chapter, just uh, <laughs> surf and turf everywhere you go, huh? Yeah, it's it's a tough life, but I know that you would do it if, I didn't. Oh, no question. Yeah. Let me let me know what certification I need uh, because we'll find out. Uh, Dominic Marconi, executive director of the uh, Oregon chapter of the PGA, who's got to you know approve all those expense reports from you. We're going to find out what's on them a is little that, bit later. Is that legit? You you got you had a steak emergency. Yeah. Yes, it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> I got a very concerned text earlier in the week. He's like, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the emergency room in La Quinta. <laughs> Something stuck in my throat. I'm like, uh, did you choke? Did you, did you go Isaac Rop and choke on the tot? What did we do here? I was like, do you have a voice? He's like, yeah. Uh, everything was fine. I could breathe. I just couldn't swallow, which was really oh, weird. Man, you're going to regret that later. You have some work to do yeah, before the end of the show, gonna my friend. You're going to regret that sounder. They, they gave me a shot, and everything cleared up. And Well, that one, too. I just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, did they give you a uh, hundred cc's of A one steak sauce? <laughs> Try to uh, lubricate it down. Yeah. No, they, I was on an IV. Yeah, yeah. 
So I uh, give you a butter IV. No, it. I can't. I don't know. I asked them what was in it, and they wouldn't tell me. A little horseradish but, in there to clear it out. Right. <laughs> a little horseradish cream on your throat. Uh, I would, but I after about three hours, I was okay, and and back to uh, being. My jovial self. Actually, I was jovial through the whole darn thing. Well, yeah, swallow. the good anesthesia will do that for you. Yeah, they wouldn't tell we me. We should just give you an epidural when you come in here every morning. I asked them if I could the take some with me, and they said no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Your medical emergency has made you more. There, there's some There's some presence coming off of you. I'm human now, right? Yes. Mortal. Before, I was like a super person. Yeah, it's, it's almost <laughs> as if I can relate to you more now that I know that you had a piece of steak stuck in your throat. Yeah, well, anyone as sick as you are can relate to me now. That's great. Well, we're glad you're back. <laughs> Healthy. Yep. All of those things. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Dominic Marconi, executive director of the uh, Oregon chapter of the PGA, going to join us. There's some events coming up. Um uh, that he wants to uh, let everybody know about opportunities for young golfers uh, to get some instruction, uh, big club swap, uh, helping out parents and kids. And, you know, if they've grown out of their current clubs, those sorts of things, hopefully you don't have to uh, drop 500 to a thousand bucks on a new set. We can uh, make things as affordable uh, for you as possible while still getting good, good equipment in their hands. No, these clubs are free. There you go. So we, what we Somebody do is once told me free is a very good price. It's it's for kids learning how to play golf, uh, it's an absolute must. So, and uh, an opportunity for them to get some instruction and uh, some tips as well. So that'll be at 845 at 830. Our good buddy, Dick Stevens, uh, who is the CEO of Varsity Communications, uh, otherwise known as the man running the Portland Golf Show. He's going to join us and preview it. Uh, Ult, uh, Michelob Ultra uh, welcomes the Portland Golf Show to the Oregon Convention Center next weekend. That'll be February 28th through March 1st. So we'll find out uh, what's uh, new and the latest and greatest uh, that they've got rolling into the convention center next weekend. So we're looking forward to that at 830. And uh, But lots to get to in the meantime. Uh, lots going on. Even though there's not a lot of golf being played, we'll address uh, why some of it's not being played here. Uh, but the PGA Tour is in action as well. So let's start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. As we mentioned, the PGA Tour, the only uh, major tour offering events this week. Now, there's two of them. The World Golf Championship, uh, Mexico Championship going on at Chapultepec there in Mexico City. Uh, so uh, you got a limited field of 72, 42 of the top 50 golfers in the world uh, in the field. And we'll get to that in a moment. But the uh, other tournament uh, that's going alongside it is the Puerto Rico Open Grand Reserve Country Club in Rio Grande, Puerto Rico. And uh, these are important. So when these, you know, when the majors are going on or when there's a WGC event, uh, that's a limited field sort of situation. These side tournaments uh, are massively important for guys that don't have maybe complete or exempt standing on tour. Uh, those guys that are in between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, a chance for them to get some money, to get some FedEx points. And Well, they're, they're just not in the top 50. Yeah. And, and 
So you've or got, otherwise qualifying by winning a tournament or something. But right. uh, for guys who's maybe don't have their status set for you know more than this year or the next uh, until the next reshuffle is done. Kyle Stanley, Josh Teeter, Emiliano Grillo, and Victor Hovland all tied at ten under par there. Uh, so you've got Kyle Stanley, who's a former winner on tour, but Josh Teeter, Victor Hovland, a couple of these young guns that so much is expected from. Uh, but yet to kind of make their mark, this is an opportunity for them. Uh, winning is so difficult. I don't think people fully understand how hard it is to win any given tournament on the PGA Tour. So having an event like this where you don't have as many of the top players in the world to go at, but just being in those final groupings on Saturday and Sunday understanding how the adrenaline, what you're doing, your caddies, how much you want to pay attention to the leaderboard, having to make putts, make crucial pars, those sorts of things. It's such a valuable learning experience for these guys. Are you done yet? No. I'm, I'm just getting started. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it, as you said, these players have an opportunity to play. The, the tour does not downplay the importance of the Puerto Rico Open. Uh, you still get 500 points uh the wgc you're going to get 550 so it's 50 points higher but for these players at the end of the year getting those 500 points or whatever points they can fedex points is incredibly important and though the field isn't quite as deep uh the, it still uh, means a lot to these players i like victor hovland i'm a big fan of his yeah uh U.S. Amateur Champion in uh, in 2018, uh, former Oklahoma State player. This kid is fun to watch. He hits it long, kinda, not real, real long like the like a lot of the big hitters, but he hits it long enough, and he's a got a great attitude. It's great to watch a young. Oh, player he's like great. That. Yeah, he's he's just appreciative of you know the opportunity to these guys. He's trying to make the most of his talent. Um, Great interview. If you ever catch him doing interviews, he's just a lot of fun uh, as opposed to the final grouping in the WGC event this week. We'll get to that in a moment. The LPGA uh, was supposed to have some events, but they had events scheduled for Thailand and Singapore here, but they were canceled due to health concerns over the coronavirus. So the LPGA is going to be off for an entire month. Uh, they'll be back in the middle of March uh, down in uh, down in Arizona. Uh, they'll have two events before they get to the first major of the year, the ANA Inspiration, uh, otherwise known as the Dinosaur uh, Classic, out there at Rancho Mirage. But I, I'm curious, and we can carry this over a little bit too, but you know, if you were coaching one of these ladies, you, you kind of set things up. They go to Australia. Um, I think they had a event in the Bahamas or something to, to start out. But you're looking at those events. Those are crucial events early in the season to kind of see where your game is at, what you need to work on. Uh, and without them, you got a whole month now, but then just two events before you're ready for the first major. What do you advise? What would you advise if one of, if you were coaching one of these ladies to how to approach it? Do you get some rest? Do you it, go it, tear into the game? Are you playing, you know, 18 holes, you know, three or four days a week? How do you want to go about using this unexpected month off? Well, it depends on the player. But number one, you have them keep their short game sharp because that's one of the first things that will go. 
uh, if there's no replacement for competition. You can go out and play with friends and such, but there's really nothing like tournament competition. So there's going to be a, an element of rust. One way to clear rust is to keep the short game going. Now, if you're a player who has been struggling early in the season, this is a great break for you because now you can go back to your coach, work on a couple of things to straighten the swing out, little things here and there that can make uh, rebuild your confidence and get you ready to play. So I, as a coach, I'd have to ask the player, what do you think is the weakest part of your game right now? Where do you think we should work? Uh, are you missing greens? Uh, approach shots from 150. Let's work with that, that seven iron, six iron, whatever club they hit from that yardage. Uh, let's get the swing back. Let's get your balance back, but really let's grind on that short game and that chipping and uh, putting. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see, but a month off uh, for the ladies. So we'll keep an eye on them. Uh, congratulations though, to the winner of the Australian open NB park, her 20th career LPGA victory. Uh, good to see her back in the winner circle. She is intent. She's trying to make the Korean team and defend her gold medal uh, at the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, and even though that moved her up, I think she moved up to 10th, but she's still fifth, the fifth highest ranked Korean player in the world right now. They are uh, deep, aren't they? And it's only the top four, as long as you're in the top 15, they get to go. Yeah, I'd love to see her play and, and have an opportunity to defend. I've been a fan of hers. She doesn't have the prettiest golf swing, but... Uh, you talk about someone who can putt. When she's not putting well, she's not going to do very yeah. well at all. Uh, hits the ball just fine. Unusual backswing position where her shoulders are a little more horizontal uh, than vertical in a backswing, but she manages to get the ball around. And again, like I said, she's got she's a great putter. So that's uh, that's what's going on. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get in the World Golf Championship, uh, Mexico Championship event out at Chapultepec in Mexico City. Uh, I don't know who to root for uh, of these uh, last two. Well, two of the last three. Well, so you know I'm who to root against. So just pick whoever. Okay. okay. Well, we'll have to see. Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau in the final group <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. That's going to be interesting to see what the uh, galleries do there. We'll talk more about that. Also, a uh, golfing legend uh, passed away this last week and one that maybe people aren't as familiar with as they should be in the impact that she had on the game on the LPGA Tour. There may not have been a tour uh, without her uh, setting the stage for women's golf back in the 50s and 60s. We'll discuss that as well as we continue on. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 Fan. 8.15 here this morning. Jason and Harold are with you. Dick Stevens from the Portland Golf Show going to join us at 8.30 and preview uh, that uh, annual event coming back to the convention center next weekend. And then at 8.45, Dominic Marconi, executive director of the Oregon chapter of the PGA, going to join us. Uh, they've got some events coming up uh, under the... Uh, uh, player player development initiative program uh, for youth players uh, that we want to make you aware of um, and an opportunity to take advantage of those. So he'll join us in the business of golf at 845. But uh, the uh, PGA Tour, the best golfers that are playing this week are in Mexico City, Chapultepec uh, Golf Club, the World Golf Championship, Mexico Championship. Bryson DeChambeau is your leader at 11 under. Eric Van Royen, Patrick Reed, both at 10 under. Uh, DeChambeau, Reed, uh, Matsuyama's back at nine under. They had the putter uh, rolling. Uh, four different guys with nine birdies or more in a round yesterday. 
And after conditions were a little tougher on Thursday, uh, the scores were low. 63s for both Reed and DeChambeau. And 64 for Matsuyama, Justin Thomas with a 66. So you're seeing uh, the cream of the crop really rise. Other than Dustin Johnson, defending champion, uh, not looking fresh. <laughs> He's at the other end of things. But uh, if you got to follow this uh, this final group around, I, I imagine there will be some Eric Van Royen uh, fans that he didn't know he had before. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised. And if I were there, I would have. I would be one of them. I. Uh, you know, I have a problem with Bryson DeChambeau. He's a little bit uh, entitled and uh, a little full of himself. Patrick Reed, on the other hand, is a uh, has been proven to be a cheater yeah. on the on tour. And how's he gonna? I, I'm curious. I mean, Peter Costas, who CBA uh, CBS ditched for no good reason. Well, that's terrible. I I thought Costas was. I've read his his teaching for quite a long time. Well, he was their He's a fantastic instructor. And he was uh he was their swing analysis guy. So they had the 3D cameras of guys and their swings on the tees or whatever. And he was fantastic at taking very technical pieces of the swing and relating it and and putting it in a fashion that you could understand. Uh you know, he wasn't the most uh he certainly wasn't Gary McCord who also got ditched in terms of you know, having a great quip or a one-liner. But as far as being informative, and I, I loved when Costas would break guys' swings down and either point out flaws or something that they did very, very well. And as somebody, as an amateur, you would want to emulate a certain piece of the swing or have you focus on it. I don't know what CBS was thinking, bringing in Davis Love the third, who has yet to say anything useful well yeah and everybody likes davis love well he's like the greatest guy in the world Finch. you know they're great guys but uh, uh and and mccord is kind of an acquired taste now i didn't like him when he was on but now i miss him because you know well, say, so you say something have... if a guy if a guy chokes it's okay to say you know what he yeah. just choked uh CBS and the the tour may be dictating what CBS is doing, saying we don't want our players being criticized on the air. Well, why not? I mean, we criticize football players, baseball players all yeah. the time. They're human. Why not point out their their uh, shortcomings? I I can't go along with what CBS is doing right now. I miss Costas for sure. I, I miss the way he analyzed golf swings. I don't mind Faldo, even though there's some criticism over him being a little bit. At least he has personality. Red. Yeah, uh, that, that's you know the main thing. He might be the you know bumbling, absent-minded professor in there, but uh, at least I get a little spice. I yeah. mean, that's you know that's what NBC has got a far better crew. Zinger went in there to oh, replace he's, Johnny he's Miller, good. and he will give you opinions. You got Peter Jacobson, who's uh, yep. all, all sorts of fun and laughs in, in, in there as well. So Faraday. Faraday's fantastic. That was one of the first problems CBS messed up when they let him go. Right. Uh, so I don't know what they're doing there. And yep. it'll be interesting to see, you know, how long, how much longer Nance can go to hold it all together. Yeah, I'm curious as what's going to happen. Uh, they're trying to appeal to a younger crowd. Well, you're not going to do it they, that way. No, no. There's you nothing just to appeal to. Yeah. Well, it, it's obvious they don't realize what the younger yeah. crowd wants or 
is hot takes. Well, hot takes. <laughs> so I think if they're going to appeal to a younger crowd, they need to bring in someone not necessarily as young, but someone who has an opinion and isn't doesn't mind yeah. having that opinion. So CBS, I'm available. Yeah. And swag, he'll he'll come over there. Oh, I got hot takes left and right. Yeah, we'll come in as a as a duo and take over. I can I could be out on the golf course if they if they give me a yeah. a pack mule to carry the the equipment. No, 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 you get I'll the be, whole harness and the belt and the whole thing. Yeah, I, and... can, I don't want that reminds me of Al Franken and Saturday night Live. <laughs> I you know where I <laughs> you know I'm uplinked That's to right. the satellite. I, I I won't be able to carry that stuff yeah. around. You should see he, Roger Maltby just uh, all, all, yeah, he is Al Franken. Are you sure you can do that with your steak injury? I'll, I'll be fine. It's still pretty okay. raw. I've gotten over it now. I'm I'm almost 100%. I just can't carry more than 12 pounds at a time. So give me a little red wagon, and I'll be out there following them hole a by little, hole. So it'll be you in the little red wagon and swag pulling you along? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You got that right. That's cool. Oh. I think, uh, <laughs> and you can pull me right up through the gallery. Excuse right. me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Yeah. Golf oh. royalty coming through. I could send up a flare when I have something to say. That's right. Yeah. So swag will notice that I have something yeah. to say. That's right. There you go. All right. Is, where are is, we? I don't know. Really we got off track. Uh, anyway, a good plan. Back to the WGC in Mexico. Uh, the other fun thing is they're playing at 8,500 feet of elevation, which means 340-yard uh, drives go close to 400. And you've got Bryson DeChambeau up there, Justin Thomas, one of the long hitters, Roy McElroy. Uh, after uh, holding the first round lead, struggled in round two, still managed to get to two under, scrambling late, and he's not that far out of the mix. If he can keep it in the fairway, this is not a overly long course. Plus, you're at elevation. Uh, there are guys that hit, are only hitting driver pretty much on the par fives. This is a whole different test for them. Pretty narrow fairway, smaller greens than we see. So it's a different test for them. But well, it's a different test because they have to adjust. So. One week they are at sea level. The next week they're 20 yards or 20 feet above sea level. And here they go to 75 feet above sea level. And so you could, and I'm speaking of you, Swag, yeah. could hit your 8-iron 120. Hey, now. That, <laughs> 125. Come on. In that thin air. Now, you could... That's a problem, is adjusting for that 15% change. Where does that have the biggest effect? I don't think necessarily off the tee. No, other approach than, shots. But approach sure. shots, I, I would think it would be real easy to airmail greens. Uh, absolutely it is. So dialing that in, it's going to take a lot of uh, coordination with the caddy. They're going to do all the mathematics for you. Now, distance is one thing, but how does it affect, how does the thin air affect uh, how much spin you can get on the ball? Well, it, it, the it's going to spin less. So you can't work the ball quite as much as you, you normally would. Uh, who was it was saying, I'm, I'm fine with uh, right to left because that's his natural uh, draw spin, but uh, his uh, left to right, which he struggles a little bit, he can't get that spin the same way. And there's a 223-yard par three that has a big tree on, down, the left, yeah. down the left side. And if uh, you can't draw it, or some of the par, another par three where you can't fade it to these little teeny greens with the tight pins, you're going to really struggle. Um, 
I think you just aim at it to flag it <laughs> and do your best. Try to get your yardages correct. Uh, like on putting greens, it's always about speed and, uh, for distance. Uh, just trying to get your distance uh, correct will really take care of itself. And then hope you can make some putts. Uh, Justin Thomas making a couple of putts. Yep. Bryson DeChambeau, 265 feet of putts made. So yeah. he's strokes gain putting. He's 8.33 advantage yeah. in strokes gain putting. So that's huge. That'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Could be a good weekend, as we mentioned, with Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy right behind uh, those guys in the final group. It'll be interesting to see how it works out. We do want to mention um, the LPGA and, and golf as a whole lost a legend. Mickey Wright uh, passed away at the age of 85, uh, suffering a heart attack. She was a legend, won 82 uh, events on the LPGA Tour, and that was uh, she retired at age 34, uh, just worn out. She, uh, along with Kathy Whitworth, who won 88, their rivalry back in the 50s and 60s is what kept that tour alive, as well as her engaging personality, and she just got uh, worn out uh with everything there was a couple of years she won 10 tournaments 10, um, 10 tournaments from uh it was like three in, or four years in a row yeah in four years that's amazing it's she, insane yeah it she has her 82 wins matches tiger woods yep 13 majors and in a way when she wasn't playing nobody was exactly. caring anything about the tour a, a bit like tiger woods in his heyday ben hogan said uh, she had the greatest swing he ever saw and I've watched it since her passing. I've watched uh, videos of her swing. There's a lot of lower body movement that we don't necessarily teach today, but as far as the tempo and the balance, you could do worse than to emulate what Mickey Wright did. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, she was a bit of a recluse later on in her life after uh, just wearing herself out. Uh, she served as commissioner of the LPGA Tour as well, trying to keep it alive before the next wave of players, the Nancy Lopez's came in and kind of took it to the next level. Um, I wonder what she, th what she thinks of the LPGA tour. Now I haven't seen, I haven't done a ton of research, but um, she would always answer a phone or answer emails, but she was rarely seen in public after uh, she was done playing. I think her last event was in 1994. Yeah. There comes a time when, it, like you said, she uh, retired at 34 and you get a little bit, tired of, of all the action and, and the distractions outside of playing golf. A uh, player like Mickey Wright, all she wanted to do was hit golf balls. She yeah. just loved to play the game. Uh, tour players, you got to love it. If you're out there just for the money, that can come and go quite easily. Yeah. you got to love to practice, love to play the game, and you can last quite a while. Uh, but eventually you're going to say, I think I've had enough yeah. of the, of the spectacle the spectator situation, the fan situation, and all the attention. You just want to go relax and maybe play a little fun golf. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, LPGA and uh, the world of golf losing another legend there, Mickey Wright, dead at the age of 85. When we come back, uh, we will talk to Dick Stevens. He's the man with the Portland Golf Show as it rolls back into town next weekend at the Oregon Convention Center. We'll find out what's uh, new, what he's looking forward to, and uh, all the information that you'll need if you're heading down there 
uh, next weekend as we make the turn here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to ask the pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on The Fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.30 here this morning. Busy, busy day of sports as uh, Center and Saint will follow us. We'll have college hoops over on 910, uh, 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. Number one, Baylor and number three, Kansas going on. Uh, and then we'll have uh, Ducks basketball later today, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip between number 14, Oregon, and number 24, Arizona on the fan uh, pilot senior day. I'll be uh, out at the child center tonight, six 30 pregame, seven o'clock tip against Loyola Marymount. As, uh, they say, thank you to, uh, their, uh, graduate transfers and, uh, graduating players. So, uh, stay tuned. Plenty of, plenty of hoops today for you. But right now we are very pleased to have joining us here. Our good buddy, Dick Stevens, uh, with the Portland golf show. He is the CEO of varsity communications, uh, and the uh, traveling tour of everything uh, golf rolls into the Oregon Convention Center next week, February 28th through the March 1st. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll be in Hall D. It's uh, presented by Michelob Ultra. And Dick, good morning. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. How you been? Good, man. I kind of feel like uh, golf in the Northwest seems to kick off when I get to get on this radio show. I feel like <laughs> it's official now. I hear the chimes. Yes, indeed. Indeed we do. Uh, the PGA, you know, the big PGA show in Orlando was last month uh, where they get out and everybody introduces uh, their new lines of product, new technology, all of those sorts of things. And then all of the regional shows uh, get going. Portland is the first one for you. You run a bunch of them in the Pacific Northwest, uh, in Seattle and other markets, but this was, this is the one that always kicks it off for you. Uh, what's, uh, what do we have? What are you most looking forward to? Anything new this year? Everybody should be expecting. Well, you know, the, the, the game continues to evolve with equipment, of course. And, um, the biggest evolutions I think for, for the sport really, and I think it's indisputable is the continuing evolution of the equipment and the fitting. And the second thing is, is everybody moving into the new world golf handicap, um, the way people are starting to compute their handicaps. So the Oregon Golf Association is going to be there doing a seminar to talk about what that means to golfers. And, you know, most people don't sit around the bar and talk about the handicap system, right? But when they change the how, how the sport is viewed, that is getting a lot of conversation. And um, so we're excited for people that, that are playing uh, competitively or want to hold their handicap. There are millions of golfers that do that. We're going to be able to discuss that. And then the new equipment, uh, I think, is really exciting. And and some of the equipment manufacturers are starting to settle into pockets, in my opinion. And we're seeing this across the country with all eight of the shows. And then we've got the old standards, right, where we've got all the different interactive areas and the, the, the lesson zones and just a real focus on, on tech, though, with, with our lesson area having two different lesson areas actually having technological advantages in them, um, our swing simulator, and then all these 12 manufacturers on the demo line with Fiddler's Green. Everything is really technologically focused. It's, it's exciting to see the sport go that way. It really is. Uh, Swag and I were talking during the break about technology, and it's, it's not just equipment. We think in terms of uh, equipment technology, but we forget the fact that the body has a certain technology that, that uh, we're looking at. So uh, you have a main stage, and I know that you'll have some speakers up there who will be talking about what your body can do, what your swing can do uh, to make you a better player. 
who do you like? Uh, who do you see as ha- will have an impact on our our uh, listeners? Well, there's a couple people in mind. I mean, Jason Owens, who is uh, he's a two-time PGA Teacher of the Year, like yourself, Harold, and and he's coming from PXG, and now PXG obviously has this this incubator of of kind of free thinking and open thinking. Obviously, he'll be talking about what PXG does, but with PXG and 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 people, I, I think when they walk into these fitting experiences, the people who still haven't, they're intimidated. They're thinking, "Well, I got a lot. I need to know a lot about the swing, and I need to know all about the shaft technology." They don't. That's what these fitters are there for. Mm-hmm. Like when I go see the doctor, I don't need to know everything about the, the anatomy of the human body. I let the doctor do it. That's what these golf fitters are doing. So when I'm on these radio shows or I'm talking at the shows, I'm just saying, "Give it." Give it to these people. Let them find the equipment that makes you feel your best game and maybe can pull you to that next level. You know, when I was a kid and I was playing competitively, when I got fitted, you played with really heavy Hogan's or really heavy Wilson staffs, or maybe you would get into some, uh, like a, a Spalding Tour Edge or something like that, but they are all these crazy, thick, heavy shafts. There was no fitting. You had to mold your game around the equipment. That's what I love about it. We also are bringing in uh, a world log and drive champion, David Brinker, and he's not there to say, hey, you've got to come up here to, with me to hit the ball 400 yards. He gets on the stage and talks about what you have and what you don't have to maximize your swing off the tee, but more importantly, hitting it straight. <laughs> so uh, those are just a couple of the people. We've got some, some young and exciting people on the stage from Top Golf. You know, it's just a neat – we have to evolve the game with this show. It's got to be a shadowy reflection of what you see at the PGA show and what's going on in trends. So we have to do that with Portland because it's such a great a great show. Well, I know David Brinker will tell me I need six inches and, uh, and about 50 pounds to hit the ball further. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> hits it so long, it's, it's scary. Uh, you've got uh, – you mentioned the equipment. You're going to have a lot of vendors there with new equipment, but you also have vendors there who have some equipment that they're trying that may have been last year's equipment that is still very usable. Yeah, the sport's got to – we have to have uh, an avenue for golf at all levels, whether you want to have the brand-new you know, Maverick in your bag or you're looking at the new Sim, that's great. We're going to be able to take care of you. But there are people who are just getting involved in the sport or working with an income that says, hey, we can do this once or twice a month. So that's where that new equipment from last year comes in, or maybe even in some cases used equipment. There's nothing wrong with this stuff. It's beautiful. This stuff was 500 bucks when it came out in the market three years ago. Now you can come into the show. You can pick up a set of clubs for 150 bucks or less. And then thank you to the children's course and the first tee. They've been doing this longer than the 15 years I've owned the show. This goes way back into the John Hines era. They, they give a golf club to kids when they come to the show on Saturday. And it's a custom-fit club. It's cut down, but it puts a club in a boy's or girl's hands and allows them the very first chance to take that step into the sport. These guys are stalwarts. And what we're going to do to stand alongside them this year is Subaru of Portland has come on as our new automobile sponsor. And the money that we make from the 50-foot putt this year uh, for the Portland Putting Championship, we're going to put back to the to the to the youth, and we're really stoked about what Portland Subaru is doing to stand with us on that. We've got to feed the game. I had two people come up to us last year that said, you know, we start we came to this show about 12 years ago because our kid got a golf club, and now he's playing every day. He loves it. He got a scholarship. He got his first club with the Portland Golf Show, and to me, that's what it's all about. 
Dick Stevens is our guest. Uh, PortlandGolfShow.com is the website uh, where you can get all the details. Uh, Michelob Ultra welcomes the Portland Golf Show to the Oregon Convention Center next weekend, February 28th through March 1st. Uh, Friday doors will open at 11 a.m. and then Saturday and Sunday doors open at 9 a.m. both days. Uh, as far as uh, the golf courses themselves, we, we can talk about the equipment and the technology, but uh, golf courses themselves are having to find new ways to invite more people to come out. It's getting more and more difficult uh, for people to find four or five hours uh, out of uh, their busy schedules to play a traditional 18-hole round. What are some of the innovations that you're seeing from from the courses and the proprietors to make it more uh, event-friendly or time-conscious for more people to come out and enjoy the game? Well, one thing that they do is they try to get people out there with deals, and I know this is a a point of consternation with golf courses, and we're not here to – to say what's right or what's wrong in running a golf course because that's not what we do for a living. We're here to lift them up. But like what we do with our front door bonus, it's allowing golfers to come out there and, and play free at these courses um, and, and just have to pay a golf cart fee. And that's trying to get more people out there to experience more rounds of golf and see what's going on. But I, I feel this strongly what I'm about to say, and I'm not here to impugn any golf course, whether they're 150 bucks around or 15 bucks around. I think the sport has got to focus on the nine-hole round. That is, the, that is the new normal, in my opinion. In some places, like in Connecticut, in California, in Texas, where there's even more golf courses because the land is so expansive, where we live in a, land, a, lot, a landlocked spot, they're building courses that have six-hole rounds uh, in, inside their business model. And folks like Harold that have you know, carried the sport on their back for such a long time they are also looking at how, how do we how do we market that because let's face it these kids have got about an hour and a half of of attention and five hours is a long time to ask of anybody and with everything going on with the the, the handheld tele, telephone device you're constantly being requested to go somewhere else so I think that the golf courses that are focusing on nine hole rounds are doing the sport a big justice what golf courses are doing also with teaching. And that teaching is no longer a two-hour session. It's 60 minutes, 30 minutes. That's it. Come back. Let's have some more the next time you see me. These are really important elements of the sport. And it's important to bring more kids and those millennials, which is kind of an on-ramp, too. <laughs> We're focusing as much as we can the lifestyle of golf as we are about the sport. We don't have fewer golf exhibits, but we're trying to bring up more lifestyle. So when we talk about the big kids and Portland being such a food-centric city, we have a whiskey, gin, vodka, beer, and wine exhibit in the show this year. All that stuff is for sample. All that stuff can be purchased across the table. We want people to see that golf is a fun experience, not just a sport. And we're trying to reintroduce that that whole culture. Well, Dick, I really appreciate your player development uh, uh, initiatives. Uh, and I'm big on that and have been for many years. We talk about having fun at the Portland Golf Show. You've got a bunch of competitions for those who attend tell us a little bit about those yeah we've got the the portland putting championship which we've been doing um the whole 15 years and john hines did it for the five years 10 years he did the show people are going to come up we've got a brand new putting green that we're that we've built for this year in all the markets and people can make the putt they immediately get around to golf there from i think our folks at pumpkin ridge they get to come back sunday for the final and this year the trip is to hawaii which wow. is amazing. We've got three different categories for men, women, seniors, actually, and juniors as well. 
with our long drive machine and our closest to the pin. We have a short game, which isn't really a competition. We have nine shots. We gave away 850 prizes last year. All you got to do is put the ball in one of these these kind of Hollywood square holes, and you immediately get you know restaurant credit, a round of golf, bucket of balls. And then what we also are doing just with with the kids, we, we, we want the kids to feel like they can come in there and, and learn. So all the kids get a free lesson that want to go over there to the children's course area. Redbird does a great job with their high-tech lesson zone. And then in having a group in there like golf, like, like golf Tech, having Sinlon in there, these are just really interactive spots for, for free. People can come in there and have somebody put their hands on their, on their swing and, and just get dialed in. So there's a competitive factor. But there's also just a fun factor. And, and with all the stuff we're giving away at the front door this year, it's, it's pretty awesome. We want the folks to come out of there with a lot of value. You can log on to PortlandGolfShow.com and find out all about uh, the, the freebies that you get by heading down there, as well as uh, parking direction information and all the show details. Again, Dick Stevens, uh, CEO of Varsity Communications of the Portland Golf Show. Thanks so much for hopping on. We can't wait to uh, see you down there next weekend. Well, you guys are awesome. You've always been there for us the whole time. I can't thank you enough for, for continuing your guys' radio program, both of you. Oh, well, we appreciate it, and uh, we thank you for always uh, being available for us uh, when you come into town. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you next week. There you go, Dick Stevens uh, with the Portland Golf Show. Again, portlandgolfshow.com uh, for all the information. And uh, I know uh, our next guest is going to be down there, too, Dominic Marconi. Uh, at some point, Harold, you'll be down there as well. Absolutely. This, for me, kind of kicks off the year uh, in the season. Dick said it kind of, he felt the same way. As soon as the Portland Golf Show comes to town, we get excited about golf and the season begins. So, yes, I will be down there hobnobbing with the hobnobbers. There you go. Well, we'll uh, one of your uh, fellow hobnobbers, Dominic Marconi, the executive director of the Oregon chapter of the PGA, going to join us next, talk about some other opportunities to get uh, get some equipment and get some lessons, especially in the uh, player development area, joins us next as we continue on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. 846 here, Jason Swigart, Harold Bluestein with you. Thanks to Dick Stevens uh, for joining us. Hope to see uh, many of you down at the Oregon or the Portland Golf Show next weekend at the Convention Center. And now uh, joining us is the Executive Director of the Oregon Chapter of the PGA of America, ARCA buddy Dominic Marconi. Good morning, Dominic. How you been? Uh, doing great, guys. How are you? Uh, we're, well, we're good. We were worried about Harold there at La Quinta uh, with his uh, surf and turf meals getting stuck in his esophagus. Have you processed those expense reports yet? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I usually get a phone call from him about five or six times a day. And when I didn't hear from him, I got kind of worried. <laughs> yeah, I text instead. I couldn't talk, but I could text. Yeah. Uh, it was the best, best show we ever had. But um, <laughs> but uh, but I know uh, everybody's excited for the golf show uh, next week, and you'll be down there. Uh, uh, the chapter will have a booth, and one of the things that you'll be uh, chatting about is some great opportunities coming up. 
uh, for high school golf team workshops and club swaps. Uh, we know if you've got a young golfer in the family, it can get really expensive, especially if they're growing like weeds and you feel like you got to get uh, refitted and new clubs every year as they're growing along. Uh, let everybody know kind of what's coming up uh, at Colwood in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so we've got some exciting uh, programs going on, and we've been doing this high school golf team players workshop uh, for about four years now. And so next, well, coming up on March 7th, uh, we've got the club swap coming up, which is where we try to put as many golf clubs into these young players' hands as we can possibly do. Um, We've got kids that come from all over the Portland metro area and as far south as the Eugene area. Um, really just trying to get golf clubs in their hands so that they can go out and experience golf um, for the first time. Now, how many kids did we handle last year, Dominic? Oh, we had probably 230 kids last year, uh, 200 the year before that. And, And so while we have all of these kids coming in to get clubs, you know, one of our biggest pushes is trying to get the donation clubs back. So if you have a set of golf clubs and you're looking for a new set, bring that set to us so that we can continue to give that set on to somebody else. Right, um, and our preference is something that was uh, technology in this century. <laughs> uh, if you're going to bring in your, your Jack Nicholas Golden Bears from the 50s, uh, we're probably going to melt those down. Yeah, so, you know, we want the product to be – relatively current um we want it to be usable um we are also taking golf bags that are in good working order um because you'd be you'd be surprised at how many kids don't have much and so if we can just provide them with a bag and a whether it be a mixed set of clubs or a full set of clubs we want to be able to do that to help them um continue to play the game dominic start the game Dominic Marconi, our guest executive director of the Oregon chapter of the PGA. So uh, where, if you have clubs you want to donate, where can you take them uh, if Colwood is not conveniently in your daily commute? Well, we have a number of drop sites across the state. Um, We are partnering with the Oregon Golf Association on this initiative as well. Um, I would just recommend that if, if you have a set of golf clubs, you can log on to our website at orpga.com. You'll see the information right on our homepage. We've got contact information for myself because if it's not one of our drop sites that's close to you, I will make arrangements to find a place where you can drop it off. Um, we want to make it as easy as possible for people to donate the clubs back. And so around Portland area, you've got Camas Meadows, you've got Glendivere, you've got the Glendivere. OGA course. Uh, the reserve. So we are really looking for clubs. Don't worry about uh, necessarily the condition of the clubs, or if you don't have a full set, we'll take wedges, putters, all kinds of things. Exactly. And so, uh, and then to go along with that, I know there's a player's workshop then uh, also planned for Colwood. uh, I think the next day, and these are things uh, designed for high school golf team members. So these are these are kids that are playing regularly, part of a team. But uh, the time that gets donated from the PGA professionals around is invaluable for them. They can get big instruction at at a very reasonable cost. Yeah. So it's you know we we consider this a true player development initiative. So we know that these people are are players that are trying out for golf teams, boys and girls. 
Um, whether you are a varsity player, whether you're a JV player, or whether you're just trying to make the team, we want to be able to help prepare you, um, you know, for your tryouts or, or for the golf team. We also are inviting all of the golf coaches who have players attending. We want them to be there so that they can help develop some sort of a lesson plan for their teams uh, so that they can help prepare their players, you know, for the tournament play. So we cover quite a few things. What skills will the uh, kids be learning at the workshop? Yeah, we try to we try to cover as much as we possibly can in a short amount of time. Um, the time is from nine to three on March eighth, but we cover basic full swing irons, fairway woods, and driver. We work on the chipping aspect, the pitching aspect, putting, and then new this year we have a fitness component, um, and we're partnering with um, the Orange Whip. Uh, and Burke Nelson, so we're going to be having him there, and he's going to help the players become a little bit more aware of the fitness part of the game. It's great fun. I'll be there again uh, working with uh, kids on probably on their putting. Uh, I enjoy teaching that part of the game, but uh, wherever Jake Bader puts me, that's where <laughs> I'm going to be. Uh, we've This is our fifth year doing this, uh, or for the uh, high is, school players? This is our... This will be our third year of the Players Workshop. It's our fifth year of really working with high school programs. Um, and it's just been, it's been an initiative that's been fantastic, very rewarding. And seeing the players kind of continue on the path of golf has, has been great. Well, as an Oregon PGA uh, chapter, we have a lot of other things going on. Yeah. And, and so I think uh, anyone... Um, public can go on to the ORPGA website, see what uh, the yep. Oregon PGA does. One of the fun things that we do is we play a lot of pro-ams where a professional plays with an amateur. And I know that there are people out there who would love to play in a tournament with a professional. How would they go about connecting up uh, to have that opportunity? Yeah, that's a good point, Harold. Um, so we do we do 28 regular pro-ams and 28 senior pro-ams across the state um, within the Oregon chapter, from basically Longview all the way down to Southern Oregon in Ashland. And if somebody is interested in playing in one of these events and maybe you don't know a professional, I encourage you to reach out to me via email or um, call the office, which is at our website, orpga.com. Look at our schedule figure out which ones you might be interested in playing in, contact me, and I'll put you on a list of potential players. And I work with our professionals who, you know, maybe coming up short or somebody who just canceled. Or we simply, if we have enough amateurs, we'll just find a professional for the, for the team. So we'll do our part to really get you involved and come out and enjoy some of the events that we conduct. Dominic Marconi, Executive Director of the Oregon Chapter of the PGA here uh, again, go to ORPGA.com information, uh, not only on the Pro-Am series, but as well as on the club swap and uh, the high school workshops as well. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you out and about. I know you guys uh, just kicking off the weather, starting to tease us with spring, and uh, things are cranking up uh, for you and your members here uh, for the golf season in 2020. Yeah, thanks. This has been great, and uh, we just hope that when we start our season March 2nd that we get weather that's going on like today. So, <laughs> Yeah, we, we hope for you, too. I know the, uh, the course is appreciated as well. Dominic, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
Dom's a great friend, great friend of the show over the years and uh, one of the hardest working guys in the industry here in, in Oregon. Without Dominic Marconi, the Oregon chapter doesn't run. I'm, no, he props you up like yeah. nobody's business. Uh, well, I might be president of the Oregon chapter, but he's the guy who makes the uh, everything work. No question. And uh, so, again, that'll be uh, the club swap for the kids is actually March 7th out at the Colwood Golf Center. The workshop is March 8th there. Uh, but they'd love to get uh, some clubs again. Uh, you mentioned a few around the area. There should be one on all all the corners of the metropolitan area. If not, uh, you can just call your local pro and figure out uh, how to get them in their hands. They'll find a way to get them to the kids. Yeah, actually, you can just Google Club Swap, and that's how I found uh, the information for this morning. It's a great opportunity. I'll be there working with the kids in the club swap and the next day with the high school workshop. Uh, I enjoy working with the kids, the high school developing kids. Great opportunity for them. There you go. Thanks so much to Dominic joining us. Thanks again to Dick Stevens joining us as well. The Portland Golf Show, portlandgolfshow.com next weekend. Uh, should be a lot of fun as well. That'll do it for us. Center and Saint is up next. Thanks to uh, Will Darkins, as always, our uh, producer here in studio for Harold. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. To uh, try and overcome. Now, how would I adjust? Well, I've got to choke down on my club a little bit. Everything was fine. I could breathe. I just couldn't swallow. If you've got a young golfer in the family. Uh, Jason, you're up. Uh... Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.